Hello and welcome to episode three of In Depth with me, Darren Manning, my good friend and massive Man United fan, Brett. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. How are you? Not bad, not bad. We'll try and keep this one a bit a bit quicker tonight so you can watch United. All yeah, right. please do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tonight we've got on Dan Williams, the, the manager at Springfield, and um, Billy Cove, internet sensation, he likes to call himself, and uh, manager of Bishop Stalford Swifts. So we're going to get into them about the Olympian League, going back, not going back, the dual reg stuff, and also about what their uh, what their plans are in their further their management career and if they want to push on and so on. So should be interesting, especially Billy, you never know what you're going to get. So if there is any swear words and that, we apologise in advance. You just there never is, know there Billy. Be, there will be. With him, there will be, hence why we're doing a bit <laughs> of a, a, a warning now. But, um, but no, let, let's get stuck in. Let's get the guys in and have a good go. Dan, Bill, how are you, chaps? You all good? Yeah, good, mate. Good boys, good boys. The hat made another appearance, Bill. Is that the only one you've got? or? No, this is the second one. This is the second one this week, mate. Is it? I love that. I've only got one, you see. It's the different pay grades between us, isn't it, mate? It's the uh, barn, is it? Right, let's get straight into it. The Olympian League. What's happening? Are you going back? Are you not going back? Is it league football? Is it cup football? What what's going on? What's the latest? Because obviously we we don't know what the what the latest is. I don't know if you've got any more information on what's gone out on the socials or anything no, like that. And you'll probably be better off answering that. You're right up there, also, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, mate. To be honest, I know as much as what you do. I don't really know. I think the eleventh they're going to make another decision um, about what a bit. <laughs> 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 what, what are they moaning about? Going back or? So what are, the, what are the clubs moaning at? Saying they don't want to play, or is it because only is it because the prem can't go into June, but the rest can? Is that what the problem is? What it is is the pitches, isn't it? I think there's thirty. I think there's yeah. thirty clubs in the whole. In the whole. Come, oh, mate, he's got this gap, he? Always is. What, are you in a dungeon, Dan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, you got dial up internet, mate. He's got Billy Jones ball band. Oh, he was boring anyway. So, right, so what happened is. <laughs> what has he done? Where's he got? Oh. He texted me this afternoon saying about it as well, saying it's bad. He's got bad ball band. But Brett's just going mad as well, isn't it? Brett's always does that, what? but when it comes out, it's fine. Oh, what? What's wrong with go a bit furry. You're all blurry. You're all blurry. Really? Yeah. Yeah, should we wait for him to come back or should we just move on? I, I don't can know, you, mate. You see me? You hear me? We can, oh, we, can, we can hear you. I can't see you, though. To be fair, that's better. <laughs> I've got a message come out. I don't know if you have saying that these videos stopped, but it's still. Recording. Oh, yeah, I have, yeah. 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 Due to his internet being absolutely fucking peasant, Bill. <laughs> Due to not paying his gift gaff, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dan, what was you saying, mate? 
Like, just saying, that I don't really know much. I don't from the from the eleventh of May they're making a decision. I think another decision. So I don't really know. I, I, I just know as much as what everyone else does, really. Yeah. So, yeah, they, emailed that, they, emailed that, they emailed the league saying that um, they're going to make another decision on the 11th of March. Uh, they're going to have a man, their management committee to get them together. But they, they've said that they're not they're not even going to consider extending till June. What for all of them yeah. or just the Prem? It's got to be. It's got. It's, it says the league. It's got to be all of them, isn't it? Since the league is not even considering. It's all of them because 30 clubs in the in the league lose their grand between May and June. Is that due to like cricket and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, so, do you think that's fair though on on the clubs that could extend till June? I just think it is what it is, isn't it? If you you, you know that's what you, you know what you get in when you sign up, don't you? So, so when you do go back, how many players are you dual signing, Bill? Um, well, Brett won. <laughs> I haven't had the call yet. I'm waiting. I still haven't had the call. <laughs> no, you know what? I've, it's funny you say it because I lost. I've lost one today. Um, who I dual signed, and he's and he's. Well, I, didn't, I didn't dual sign him for this window. I dual signed him in the last lockdown, mm. and I've lost him today. We've got a seven in for him from a team five uh, four leagues below us, and he's going. And he plays. He plays three leagues above us now. And now he's going name names. Huh? You going to name names? Uh, well, Darren Phillips. I might as well. It's not going to. It's not. Oh, really? Yeah, he's signing for Pitsy, Pitsy uh, Rangers or something. Pitsy Athletic. Pitsy Athletic, yeah. Yeah, we used to we used to train next to them at James Ormsby, Pitsy Athletic. Yeah, so he's signing for them. Which is, well, I, I, it's, I didn't know I didn't know what step they was. I was telling my secretary. He said I think they're um, Essex tank. Um, yeah, they're quite quite low. Yeah, they're quite low. What's they play at Basel the Sporting Village, don't they? It must be, yeah. it must be all his mates and it's local to him, so it makes sense. You know what I mean, it's still for just slapping me. <laughs> it is what it is, isn't it? And like you said before, it is what it is. What um, what I wanted to get stuck into about is the the whole debate that's been going on 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 Twitter about the dual regis, um, and people saying that for me, I'm one to say as a manager, I want to pick the best possible team I can. And if I get a chance to get someone in who's better than what I've got, I'm taking them because I want to put the best team on the pitch for, for my football club possible. But then others are saying you need to be loyal to the boys you've got. What What are your two thoughts? First of all, Dan, what's your thoughts on the whole Jewel Reg fiasco sort of thing going on on, on the social moment? What's your view on it from Springfield's point of view? Uh, I've, I've kept out of the latest one anyway, the Jewel signing. I'll come off Twitter. <laughs> But the one before that, um, I can't, I can't, under, I can't, I get it. Teams do it. I get that people were doing it. But per, from my point of view, I worked hard all summer trying to get, got my, my 18 team. Hmm. I personally couldn't fit them in. I couldn't to, to get, bring someone in for what? Couple of months, couple of months, and then I've lost so them. I know you, I know you're quite I, know close I, to I don't think I could manage that situation. Yeah, if if Joe Carlos at Gray's rings you up, Dan, because I know you're quite close with the boys at Gray's, and says, Dan, can I come in play for a couple of months? What are you gonna say? No, you're gonna say no. No, do you know what? Right, the only way I'd do it, the personally. The only way I'd do it, yeah, and I mean this, is 
if loads of other teams were just getting loads of players, yeah, then I'd do it because obviously I've got to keep Springfield up. No, I get that, and, and like I said, it's one of them situations where but sort if of, they're not, might as well just see out the season. Sort of each to their own, and every manager's got their own ambitions and so on. What I've, I think I know the answer to this, Bill. What's your What's your views on it, mate? <laughs> I'm like you. I'm. I'm. We're in. We're in the business to win games of football, right? Mm. And I'm managing a league. It's different for you. It might be different for you uh, because of the step that you manage at. So it might be totally different for you. The step that I, the, man, the step that where I'm managing, there ain't no commitment and no loyalty from players anyway. So you'd be struggle. You you should really struggle to find 23 totally committed and loyal players in the Olympian league. The, the few teams that have got them, I know there's a few teams that have one like Corinthians, Lee Town, um, Basel and Town, like Basel and Town, Bucko still. But the rest, like, I haven't got a committed, I haven't got 23 committed players. I can't even get seven of them to talk on our group chat. <laughs> I mean, it's straight up, straight. So if, um, and I think every single game this season, I've had a player drop out half hour before the game. Yeah. Oh, right? I, I hate that play. stuff. Yeah, mate, I've, every, I've had it every single game. Every game this season, I've had a player drop out an hour or half hour before the game. So it's upset our squad, that's uh, our team. So That's our league, though, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, exactly that. So if I need to bring players in, if I, if I, if I, if there's players available for me that I feel are going to be better than what I have now and are going to give, give us a better opportunity of winning the game of football on that day, all for it, mate. I love them. All day long. What's your thoughts, Brett? Um, well, I think considering you're one yeah. of the players, I do understand, I do understand both arguments to be fair. I do side with Bill on the fact is that at the end of the day, I'm in a bit of a unique situation with my lot. My situation compared to Billy in terms of committed players, I couldn't argue with the commitment of our players. You know, they've been with me for a long time. They always train. Okay, I don't have 23, but I've got 18 who are regularly always there. And it is hard. It, and I've done it. I've done it this season. I bring in Pricey. I bring in Lewis from Holbridge, you know, a few months back. I've done it under the circumstances that I felt that we went with a thin squad. Would I get a load of players in if I wasn't in a promotion hunt or anything like that? Maybe not. But at the same time... I feel that you've got to do best by the club. I said this the other week when we were speaking about when we were speaking to Adam about you don't want to lose your best players when when a, when a big team or a team from a league above comes up. Well, you don't want to stop them from progressing. But at the same time, your priority should still be the club that have gave you that opportunity and that job. So you want to do right by the player, but at the same time, ultimately you want to do right by the club. Now, if by getting in a few players from a higher le- league are going to get you some results that you wouldn't get prior that. I'm all for it, to be fair. Long as you've got the balance right and you're not going to lose... Yeah. You know you're not going to lose anyone. Billy's situation is a little bit different because I feel like he obviously has a few that he may lose. He may already accustomed to maybe losing anyway, regardless of if someone comes in, if he, if he brings Darren Phillips in from two leagues, three leagues above. It doesn't really matter. In my situation is, I would have to be very careful under that, in that in them circumstances, but I would still do it, and I have done it in the past. So, but I do understand Dan's point in the fact that you do work all up, you do work hard all summer, and I've been in a position where I've turned up on a uh, 
on a Saturday or a Tuesday night and we played against teams who are bringing four or five players from Ryman Leagues and we've been beat. No thanks to you, Darren. Um, but, <laughs> Don't get me involved well, you know, we, we rocked up against Coggershaw United a couple of years ago in a massive game. We played against Coggershaw Town, and I was fuming. I went on Twitter, let them have it. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think it was. I you didn't think it was right at all. Never. Yes, yeah, I like me as well. Um, but yeah, but I wouldn't. I personally wouldn't do go to that extent in terms of oh, we've got a big game. Therefore, I'm going to ring up Darren and get his whole side in to take on yeah. whoever it may be at the weekend. But at the same time, I'm looking round. I'm the only in Billy's point uh, position. I'm the only league running. Every every team's looking at potentially getting in loans in. I ain't getting left behind for no chance. Because not getting left behind. So if everyone else gonna, around him's doing it, you're gonna have a go. At yeah, the but then but you can't. But, no, but then you can't wait. I said, I've said that. You can't then wait for everyone else to act, and then you're left with. You've got to go as soon as that opportunity comes. You've got you want to get the best players possible because they're all going to go elsewhere. So. You can't take the risk of saying, well, I'll wait for Springfield to act or I'll wait for Stalkford to act. You've got to be the ones to act. You've got to be ahead of the game on that front. Now, I look at Bucker still. Bucker still, I don't think they'll do it. No disrespect to anyone else. They don't need to because they're already mustered and they should be playing a higher level. They've got a grand budget, that's right. For me, we've played this season, including pre-season, Haybridge Swifts. We played Holbridge, obviously, last year. Great Wakering. Basden United. Coggershaw Town. We've played all them over the last couple of years. I'm telling you now, Bucker's still the best side I've played since I've been at Enzyme. Yeah. And for me, if they, if they, if they, if they were to go and get a couple of players from high above and put their players' noses out of joint, that'd be absolutely suicide. Yeah. Others, yeah, I, 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 I can't look. Yeah. I've not seen, Bill, I've not seen... Stalkford play. I've not seen Spring, uh, Springfield play for a number of, year, number of years since you've actually been in charge. But I know that you're not quite a Bucker Stills level, and I just feel they're a little bit, you know, they're a bit unique in their way. I just think they're so far ahead, it's unbelievable. I know Basden are on their toes, but Bucker still are going to run away with it eventually. Yeah, well, because they've um, got, they're, they're one of the teams I mentioned, like Basden Town and, and Onga. There's these unique sides: Corinthians, Onga, Basden Town, Bucker Steel, Lee Town. They've got this unique togetherness and they've been together for quite a few years now they know the yeah. league they know their manager they know what uh, the manager expects from them and they know it, they know what their teammates expect from them as well so yeah and we're the same we are the same but like really? i said i've just had in the past i've had opportunities like like i said we've had pricey come in this year lewis come in the year before we we bring in darren phillips a couple of times we bring in ao at the times it wasn't the case of we just bring them in for the sake of it. I was quite fortunate. You know, I might have had one or two injuries and I could get them in. But I was very careful how I explained. You know, I was really you fortunate. Play, Brett, you, you twice a week. Yeah, that's that's true. But also, with like, the situation with Pricey, you it was so easy for me. Because you know I, mean? took, I take myself out of the team. So it makes my situation a little bit unique when I could just go, I ain't got to upset anyone because I'll just, I'll just drag myself. Yeah. <laughs> I make that that's what the only thing said there about it. where we play twice yeah. a week and they don't. That's a valid point, I feel, because we can, uh, at our level, we say, for example, if I wanted to do it, I've got the opportunity. That's the thing, though. You can manage that situation. Uh, yeah, I've got the opportunity to rotate the squad a bit more. Where you're playing only on a Saturday, so everyone knows that that's their only chance to play, it can be a bit hard. I get that, because don't get me wrong, I've I done it for a little bit of Herongate. So I, do, I get that to a degree. But I'm also at the point of that my mindset is I want to win and I'll win at all costs. So if that means I've got to go and get four players and 
and I get that you don't want to like muck around your your core of players, but there if they got a phone call from a team down the road that was going to pay them twenty quid, you telling me they're not going to go? Yeah. I found out this year. I thought I had boys that were loyal to me this year, and they end up starting at the season at another club. But there's not there's not much loyalty, and there there are them special teams like Enzyme, like Bucker Steel, the ones you've mentioned where you do that. But for me, I'd now be this time, this period now, if we were still playing and it wasn't the league, it was a cup competition, I'd be thinking of next year. I'd be thinking, who do I want to keep next year? And the ones I didn't want to keep, I'd bin them off and I would get in boys that want to play. Fill, fill their spaces. Fill them, fill them with players from higher level that will then show the boys that I've got and want to keep the, the performance levels expected to play higher yeah. and what we expect of them. That's what I'd use it for. I'd use it as looking forward I've, I've, rather than I've already than put it to, to my chairman. I yeah? Put it to my chairman and said, I've already said, listen, if other, if, if every other, if every team's going to be doing it, yeah, I'm not a chance in there I'm going to be left, left, yeah? I've got, I could get four or five players straight mm. away. My phone was ringing, same as Bill's, was ringing constantly. So I can get them. Mm. But I will, as, as you said, I if I can fill the gaps with the players that ain't going to be there next year. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a difficult situation now because you've got to think every, every single player at step four would go and play lower to play football at the moment. Yeah. It's a fact. Like all my boys would, all my boys were out playing senior league when they could, when we weren't playing. Like they, they just want to, they just want to play football. And that's the thing of everyone. Like, I want to do it. I'd want to go and help someone out in the Olympian League just so I can get my football fix. Yeah. Everyone's missed it, but it is, for me, it's all about the club and the club's ambitions and, and what they want to do and what they want to achieve. Like you've said there, if you're in a promotion race, you're going to go and get every player you possibly can. We did it when we was in the Senior League title race. I had Matt Baxter, Yemi, Tim. I went and signed them three with about two months to go. Yeah. Did I have to? Probably not. But if I'm taking them, if I'm not taking them, somebody else in my league probably would have. Yeah. You know what it is as well? I've got, I've got probably the average age of Swifts is, probably, I think it's 21, 22. You've got 16 year old, um, a 17 year old, an 18 year old. And when Darren Phillips was in the changing room for that, well, he played one game for us in the last lockdown. And when he, to the moment, from the moment he arrived till he left, he just, he was setting examples every five minutes. And that was amazing for the other players, for the youngsters to look around and see him. Because some of the, no disrespect to him, but some of the players in, in my squad ain't going to get a chance to play with him again. No. It's like when we had Jay Manuel Thomas in, in pre-season. Yeah. The boys were just like, everything he did, they wanted to copy him. And that's how they should, that's how these players should be taking it. So, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you something, right? This is my, this is my, my, my opinion. The managers that are moaning about other managers bringing dual signings in, are the managers that can't attract a player. They've got no network. They've got no black book. They've got no numbers in their phone. Um, and they're at the bottom of the league because they're playing all their mates. <clears throat> and they don't want to upset their mates. And the players that are moaning about it just don't fucking good enough. But they're worried. I mean, so just do more. Do more. That's the thing, though. If, if I'm a player and, and you're bringing players in, I'm thinking, well, you ain't taking my spot. Exactly that. Exactly that. Same as. That's how I would. 
it, it, it would just it would test their mentalities. And like you said, sometimes playing with someone better than you. So, for example, when you had Darren Phillips, the centre-back next to him, I bet he was incredible that day. Yeah, and he was 16. 16 years old, and he's in the under-18s at Tilbury. And Darren's in, Darren's in the first, he's the first team centre-back. So it's amazing. Exactly that. It, there, there's loads of pros and cons around it. Loads of pros and cons around it. But the main thing for me is I feel it's whatever's right for your club. Exactly what that, you yeah. want to do going forward. Exactly. And there's probably some managers there that are thinking, I ain't going to be here next year. I don't give a shit. I'm just going to get loads of people in and try and win a few games of football. Finish as high as you can. Yeah, finish as high as, as, as you can and, and go from there. Yeah. What, I, what I would just add to that, just slightly, is um, this is why, this is, this is exactly why we've set up like a show like this. Because... From an outside point of view, when you look at people's tweets and stuff like that, now, Bill, you're quite a controversial character, and that's probably why we Is get it? on. We're we're sort of quite similar on that front. Now, um, there'll be people who have read your tweets and read Dan's tweets or whoever's tweets, like the negative sides and the positive sides, and made huge assumptions. But and you can't explain it on Twitter. You can't. Don't matter how you word it. It's never yeah. going to come. It's, it's people will always read it how they want to read it. Yeah, that's that, and that's why. So for me, I was I was sided with you anyway on the on the whole front. But for me, when you come on and you start now and explaining the situations, you, you I, know, I remember you tweeted about when Darren come in, but you don't go into detail about what it does for the sixteen year old. You don't go into detail what it does yeah. for the youngsters. You can't do that on that Twitter. So people get an assumption. And that's why we've decided to do this, because I feel that people can come on here and their opinion is comp- it's exactly the same as what they tweeted in a complete different way. And I, for now, if anyone, whoever, whoever watches this, yeah. doesn't matter whether they agree with you or not, they are going to say, I understand. Yeah. That's the thing with management. Oh. Like, everything you do, there's always a reason yeah. behind it. Yeah. But I'd say seven out of ten times, nobody ever knows your reasoning behind what you've done. So, for example, say for the, the Dan tweet saying, I'm not going to bring any players in uh, at Springfield. Like I said, some people might think is that, and then they'll just make their own assumptions as to why you're not going to do it. But now you've sort of explained yourself as to why you're not going to do it. Everyone yeah. Go, yeah, fair play. Crack on. And the same with you, Bill. Bill will be like, well, why is he bringing in players in? That's well out of order on the players you've got. But now you've explained why. It, it gives it, the word why is so important in football. Why have you done it's not, this? Joe, it, it, it's not even a case like oh, Bill. Like again, you're like me on the fact where you don't really, you don't really care. You don't really, you don't need to explain why. But it's still, it's still like I'll, I'll touch on it in a little. I'll touch on it in a little while. But the situation with with the enzyme and the voidment and you know us moaning about it and stuff like that. The reason it got it got portrayed negatively on Twitter. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. If anything, I've said this before, I kind of like it. I kind of like people moaning and getting involved and having a little bit of, you know, a bite on it and stuff. I kind of like it. But then since I've come on it, come on here a couple of weeks ago and then went into detail about a few things, all of a sudden people are texting me going, do you know what, mate? Fair play. Do you know what? Yeah. Fair play. And it's not that I needed it. About you. Even I've had messages going, you know what? I feel, I probably feel bad. But after watching that, I feel so bad for him. Wasn't what, what happened? Yeah, yeah, no, I, and it's not a case of that. 100%. 100%. Mate, it's, it's called karma. He deserves it somehow. I don't know how, but he does deserve it. After listening to that, so I, I, message, but, mate, I totally understand. Don't give him more. 
Awesome. You know what? Like I said, we we haven't we haven't done it for you know, especially for me personally. I I would. It no. sounds weird. I quite I, I quite like the fact that there's people out there who, who don't who don't see it that way and do think uh, it's a bit like ah oh, lucky blah 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 gutted blah blah because that just for me it makes us a little bit hungrier as a team. It certainly makes me a little bit hungrier. I, I don't want people to be going oh I'm really sorry blah 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 it shouldn't have happened blah blah blah, but. I do find it hard to understand how people can be negative on that front when it ain't happened to them. And until it's happened to them, if they react saying, oh, do you know what? It's not the end of the world, blah, blah, blah. There's more things going on, then fair play to you. And there's other people who have decided not to say anything. But, for example, Devs at Hashtag, he's not said anything on Twitter. Like, he's not said how gutted he is or whatever. He's just kept himself to himself. I've spoken to him personally. He's just as fuming as me about it. But the only difference is I've decided to let everyone know about it. Yeah. And that's, and again, it is part of the reason why we've done this show. And I just think like touching up on the registration side of things is perfect. It's absolutely perfect because there's no way there ain't stuff, there ain't people going to watch this now and say, Billy's right and Dan's right in their, in their own ways. It really ain't, it ain't a big deal. It ain't a big deal. But these debates get on Twitter, just get so out of hand and people take it so personally. It's incredible. The thing is, as well, you get some. You get. I've seen some other comments from fellow fellow managers. I don't know where. I don't know what league they're managing, but I don't really know too much about the geezer. But a couple of message tweets he's put out um, about rules regarding signing players and stuff like that. Of course, we know the rules. You know what I mean, of course. Yeah. When I spoke to you, Brett, about coming over, it, we I explained what the criteria was. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had an opportunity to sign Billy Jones. Unfortunately, Billy Jones is ineligible. So if there's any other step seven managers out there, don't even bother me. <laughs> say that, Bill. But I know a certain player that was dropping down to that level who actually emailed the FA to confirm the rules. And that might not be true, what they're saying about the ineligibility. Is that about so the playing I. 10 games? About playing the 10 games and stuff. Yeah. I'd check that out, mate, if yeah. I was you. Because I think it's if they haven't played for... If there's been... They haven't played for a certain amount of time. It's it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, that is correct. But are they taking the yeah. pandemic into consideration, or are they? Just, yeah. Oh, they are. Do you know where? Do you know where? There's a little. Do you know? Do you know where there's a grey area though on this? Where the fact of the matter is, where so I'm, I'm not sure. Olympian, how many games have you played, Bill? In the league. Nine. Nine. Dan, I'm assuming you're around the same same mark. Yeah, eight, I think eight. Oh, eight. <laughs> so basically, you've had. A, let's just say, for example, you've had a player who was out for a long time, right? He wasn't fit for the start of the season. He's missed the first eight games. He's been injured. Yeah. He can't come in because he ain't played thirty percent of the games. Where does that work out? Yeah, but he hasn't played for anyone else above, has he? It means. Yeah, but so so our situation. But I was un, I was under the impression yeah, that's, that that's you can have rule. and it two. You can have two. I don't know, you know. When we was in the Olympia League, we um we played we halfway through the season we inherit inherited Arthur Stansted when Mark Healy left Stansted. I've got Dave Limber, Tim Pittman, Chris Howard, James uh Ainsley, four or five of them come down. And what happened was where they had played over ten games in the ESL, I could only play I think it was like three of them at a time. Yeah. But it, it didn't come in until like 
February. I got I got quite lucky because I think two of them got a really like I say lucky. I think two of them got injured, so I only ever had three available anyway. But I've I've I've, I've and it might have changed since then. And we we a team actually grassed us up. And I'll say them, yeah, actually, it was Lee Ramblers. They grassed us up. And um, <laughs> we um, we had to go to a hearing. And because we, we actually won, because our chairman uh, turned up with a rule book, an actual rule book about this thick, they, he let them slaughter us. The, the committee slaughtered us saying, you've done this, you've done this. And then we was in there for about an hour and a half. And poor old Alan just went, right, can I just say something? According to Rule 58, F, whatever, and because they had left it too long over a certain period of time, they had to throw the case out. It was it was it was unreal. But I do believe if you're only going to sign a couple from step well senior football and it's step six to, to step four or whatever, like that, yeah. I think there's I think I think it's you can there's if it's only going to be two or three. Yeah, I think there's a little loophole, mate. So double check. Yeah, it I out. think there is. I'll have a word with my secretary tomorrow. Yeah, I've, uh, but then again, you know, it, it could all be. I did also hear today that if you, you if you're not signed up, well, step four and step three can't can't drop down. Wow. Yeah, that's like, the, the what the senior league have said. Isn't it? They've said that you yeah. can't senior league for their little competition they're running. They can't sign players from step three or four because there's no one working at the FA. Yeah, so you won't be able to sign new players because on. Basically, it's absolutely brilliant for a reason why you can't do it. You can't do it. Not any official rule, just no one's working. So, yeah. chin up. <laughs> it's incredible. Mate, the next incredible. Time that for failing to do something right, it's going to go off, I'm telling you. Because oh, mate, you've got to think... things that are being let go at the minute, it's, just, it's a joke. That's all being let go. I've still got a two-game stadium ban. Jesus. But they won't... Like, I, can't, I can't even go and play for my Sunday team when they're back. <laughs> But they won't let me go and play on a Sunday, but yet they'll do all this nonsense. It don't make sense. No. Well, let's face it, your Sunday team ain't going to miss you anyway, so... I'm like a Rolls-Royce. <laughs> Virgil van Manning, they call me. Yeah. <laughs> right, so... You want moving on. Centre on? I'm here. <laughs> uh, moving on. So, obviously, we've covered that little area now. Uh, there's a few questions... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it back. I'm going to take it back. So, I'm going to start, obviously, with... I'm going to start with you, Bill. Um... And how sort of your career is sort of panning out. Now I'm going to go back to the first sort of my um, knowledge of when you was in the game from a management point of view. So that was when, um, and I could be wrong here, but that was when you was at Ilford with Alan. Yeah. Um, as a number two. Yeah. Yeah, as a number two. So what I want to what I want to touch up on, upon now before Bishop Stalford Swifts, you obviously had Ilford and you had Epping. And um, is it fair to say that both of them ended a little bit sourly? Is that fair? Ilford, um, yeah, pretty much. Alan was stacked and I walked with him. Um, obviously, he brought me into the club. So that was the honourable thing for me to do. Um, and then Epping, yeah, Epping ended terribly, to be honest. Considering that, yeah, so, what a good time it was. Yeah, yeah so just go back to Ilford because... And I could be wrong here, because if I remember rightly, when you was in charge, there was a few like problems with the club in terms of like there were some threats they were going to get kicked out of the league through admin and things like that. Is that right? That was the season before. That was the season before. So that's when, obviously, that was 
when obviously problems started in terms of the club, I know they've been, in my yeah. opinion, yeah. Adam's gone in and absolutely rescued the place. Yeah, a couple but, of shambles. Well, a couple of shambles, yeah. I just wanted to, so your experiences sort of from going from Ilford into Epping, where from an outside point of view, Epping looked like they were growing massively and everything was, you know, they were going to get a new ground. Um, they were going to plummet up the leagues and basically maybe potentially do something similar to, you know, you know what Enzyme's done, even though we haven't got a ground, but trying to get yourself to senior football. Yeah. What went wrong, Bill? What actually, what actually happened? Um, there's a number of things, mate, to be honest. The second, the first season was great. Um, so, we, you want me to talk about Epping or Ilford? What went wrong at Ilford? Yeah, so I'll, I'll just sort of like, you know, it's obviously at the moment, I, I I don't know the Bishop Stalford's chairman, but I have friends who have been at Bishop Stalford in the past, and I'm assuming the committee and stuff, and what I've heard about them is they're solid and yeah. it's a proper run club. It's, uh, you know, it's never going to be any danger of folding and things like that. Yeah. And I just wanted to know what it was like uh, um, pre previously having the troubles, now, com you know, comparing it to where you are now, sort of. At Ilford, at Ilford, um, when I first went there with Al, it was all, it was all great. It was, uh, it just obviously saved the club from going into administration or whatever, or being chucked out of the league uh, for non-payment of fines. I think it was. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, and uh, so I went in there, and it was, a, it was a really nice club. I, I, I've been out of football for probably eight years, eight or nine years. <clears throat> so when I went into that club, I'd obviously played there before years ago. When I went into that club, I thought, oh, this is a lovely club. You know, from an outsider looking in, it's a, they had a nice kit. <laughs> they had a, you know, there's nice big change of rooms. It was a, quite a nice pitch, although it was a bit wobbly in, in places. Um, but their chairman, the chairman we had that year, my guy called Michael Foley, he was, he was, he was awarded um, a National Lottery Heritage Fund of about 52 grand, Wilford. Right? And, um, and everything was buzzing. We was like, oh, that's, that's going to come in handy. Like, what are you going to do with that? And he just focused on the history of the club rather than the future. Yeah. But what he wanted to do, instead of using that money to invest in the future of the club, he used that money to show everyone the history of the club. And it was like, mate, we've only got like three people that are interested in this club. Why are you, why, why are you bothered doing that? It's going to be a waste of money. <laughs> and, and, like a few a few months after, one of the committee stole a load of it and bought a racehorse. <laughs> it was mental. It was <laughs> mate straight up. It was it was crazy. <laughs> we were me and our twenty. Was it a good racehorse though? Mate, yeah, how's it getting on? I don't know. I don't know. To be fair, I think it was. I think it might be dead now. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we're, we're trying to bring money into the club. It was a similar sort of time as what I've done at, um, at Epping. Tried to promote the club as well as I can. Because the Twitter, I use, you all know what I'm on Twitter. I, I use it to promote things and whatever. Mm. We got, it was such a good buzz. At we got loads of sponsorship. We got, we got a kit sponsor. Um, we got a stand sponsor. We had, we, had a, we had quite a good squad. If you name them squad, man for man, we had mm. quite a good squad. I remember my first mm. game in charge yeah. at Holbridge was yeah. against you, wasn't it? Yeah, we had to paint the, the first game. That was first game. We turned up for seven forty-five kickoff. I think we ended up kicking off at half eight because we had to paint the lines. <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculous. I, wasn't even it was ridiculous. I remember we went one to one. 
We went one 0 up, and I thought, oh, I've cracked it. This is well easy. This management luck. We lost three one. You had that geezer who scored about eight headers. He just he just kept the header in everything. Didn't even kick the ball once. Just headed everything. So yeah, so we so we had an all whitish season. Towards towards the end of the season, we became more of a. Um, we was looking to, for the future. We had a few got a few young players in, and then we lost we lost our first in goalkeeper. We got another goalkeeper in. He got sent off, so he was banned. We could, it was too late for us to then bring in another keeper. So I played three games in goal. I was like, one was against you, Dow. Yeah, you played against us, yeah. It was just an absolute shambles of a time. And I was like, this, what, mate, what have I signed up for? And then, but then after, at the end of the season, we thought, right, this is, we'll, we'll build for next season. We'll get in touch with a load of different players. Um, a few players that had played for the club before had agreed to come back. Um, and it was, it was looking quite positive. We'd secured a training area. And then one day, obviously, I check my emails daily for work. So I put, we get an email from the chairman, but it's addressed to it's addressed to Benny and the rest of the board, and I'm obviously CC'd in. But the manager's just the chairman's just put like, oh, I'm thinking of bringing in a new management team, secretary, uh, and and the rest of, and all of these players. What do you think? And I'm like, what do I fucking think? <laughs> I think you're saying a piss. <laughs> <laughs> he basically said, I'm getting rid of you. Yeah. So then I'm on the phone, I'm on the phone to Fenny, like, what's going on? So then Fenny's with it, so then he's gone, no, you, you're fucking like, you're taking a piss, stick the club up your arse and all that. And then they're, they're messaging me privately, going, oh, Bill, we didn't mean you, like, you can start. And I'm like, mate, don't, don't even bother talking to me like this. <laughs> I went, that, I went, Fenny's brought me into the club, I'm, I'll leave with Fenny, that's it, done. So we walked away. Um, they brought in the, um, the well, maybe reserves yeah. management team and team. They've done all right. To be fair, they 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 kicked yeah, off. He, he always had quite a good side. Well, maybe didn't he? Always had a decent side. So it turned out to be a good decision. So then, when he went his way, I went my way. I think when he ended up, he went Braintree, and then he was at Fisher. Um, and our and our Ace of thing got in touch with me and asked if I wanted to go to Epping. So when I when I spoke to Epping, when I spoke to Ace and I spoke to Chris. The, the, the objectives and the dream for Epping was everything that we wanted at Ilford, um, but without a proper brand, you know. But the chairman wanted to build the brand, and and I was sort of I was a bit naive, I suppose. I just I was like, yeah, let's do it. We can do this, and you know, we can get all the fans back and floodlights and whatever. And um, and every single week, without fail, we'd be we'd be um, confirmed with the with the council about one subject or another. Can we get, can we have more um, keep your dog off the pitch signs? Can we have, have you know, because I was forever getting over there 10 o'clock in the morning for a 2 o'clock kickoff, picking up dog shit off the pitch. Mm. And it was, it got a bit, you know, it got a bit stupid. Um, then we were asking for, we had a little stand over there, we had a little corrugated stand. The council said that they was going to take it down and, improve, and put us an improved one up. But they, they just took it down and they, that's it. They loved it. They didn't put an improved one up. They stopped communicating with us. They just kept batting everything back at us. I know you can't have this and you can't have that. And I think after the first, the first season was a roller coaster. It was blinding. Yeah, everything was going, went to plan. We smashed the league. Um, obviously, we didn't win the league because we got deducted three points. We lost it by a point. Um, but we went up, double promoted. The second season is when it started all going wrong because. I hold my hands up, and I've said it on a few other podcasts. I signed players that I thought I needed for that division. 
where, in hindsight, the team that I had in Division 4 probably could have held their own in Division 2. But I then sort of went, I went a bit gung-ho. I went, I went out and signed Remy Nelson, Tommy Turner, Joey May, Pat Duggan. Mm-hmm. Players like that calibre. And, um, and I sort of alienated the players that had been with me from the start and I lost them. And they're the ones that you, they're, they're the ones that I needed when the Joey Mays and the Brady Duggins and Reminisces weren't available. Mm-hmm. So, so then when that group, because they, they came as a group really, Remy, Joey, Pat, Tommy and Pat, they're really close mates, they come as a group. When one's on holiday, nine times out of ten, they're going on holiday together. Mm-hmm. Always holiday. So you lose four, all four of them. So that happened a few times, um, and then we started getting. We went up. We went first eight games. We, we won oh eight, eight out, eight out of eight, and then the holiday season started kicking in, and um, players sort of stopped being committed. Committed. Mine, mine, and Chris's his gem relationship started to go a bit wonky. Um, he was away a lot in Marbella. His business took him away a lot, so he wasn't actually at the games a lot. And, I was getting a bit frustrated because the committee at the club now—they're great, they're lovely—but I didn't, I didn't really yeah. see them. I didn't really see any of them when I was when they was when I was at the club. I don't know where they was at ten o'clock in the morning when I was picking up dog shit and preparing the pitch and stuff like that. I don't know where they was then, um, but they've all come out of the woodwork now. Um, so yeah, so so me and Chris sort of had a conversation one Sunday evening. It was my dad's birthday. So I would, I've been down a pub with my dad. I'd had a few, I'd had a few beers. Chris had probably had a few beers, and he was, we was just having a conversation. He got a bit silly. He's like, he, he sort of said to me, "You should be managing a lot higher than this shit." And I was like, "Why did he say that? Like, well, you want me to leave or something? Like, why are you mm. saying that?" And he's like, "No, oh, I just think that you know, it's just for the council and all that, and you're too good for this standard and blah blah." blah. And I went, "All right, well, I'll leave then." Because I'd had a few, you know, I should have picked up the phone and just said, "Like, what's happening? What's going on?" So he, I was reading his sex suit the wrong way. He was reading mine the wrong way. And then it sort of ended that night. He was like, I'd, I'd appreciate your decision tonight. And I was like, you know when you've had a beer and you think, fucking what? What I've done for the club and you're telling me that? And I'm like, fucking, I've just like, you said that. Like, all I want to do is have a kebab and go home. But now I've got to make the decision. I was with my boy. I was like, John, I was like, what's he said now? And I'm like, and I'm like he said, what? <laughs> I put it over, texting him back and that, and I was like, by the time I'd got home from Islington to Leon C, I'd, I'd resigned. Done. So then, obviously, they, they announced it that night. They put it straight on Twitter. The chairman accepted the resignation of the manager after I was laughed. Um, all the players left, <laughs> apart from one. Um, and then Chris left the day after. So it was all a bit... Uh, 50%, probably 50% my fault, I would say. One would, one would have signed in with the players... Not keeping a squad that had unity and togetherness. Um, it was a bit gung-ho, a bit like different side every week. Um, and then the other one is just being angry at the council for not building a 70-seater stand. Or 70-seater so, stand. <laughs> I mean, take, take away Stolf, like Obviously, take away the fact that obviously you're at Stalford now. Hmm. Do you regret it? What? Do I regret what? Leaving. Um, how it happened? How it happened massively. How it happened massively. Leaving, yeah. I, I, you know what? Is apart from um, a couple of seasons that I had when I was playing, probably Maidenhead, and a cup, and maybe a season at Pennant. That see that first season at Epping, probably one of my best in football for the for the banter, for the togetherness, for the team spirit. 
uh, for the mates I made. Mm. And most of us all, we're still mates, you know, we're still on the phone every day and that. And, but, and, but I won't get to have that, I don't think I'll, have, I'll get to have that feeling again, you know, in the bar after when we, all, when we had a win and we all going to the bar. It was amazing. It was, it was really, really good times. And yeah, I do regret it a little bit. Do agree. Well, one thing I wanted to chat to you, Bill, about was obviously you played a very good standard. You played a lot higher than what, what you're currently managing at. Did you find it hard to adjust to the level you're currently at? Massively, massively. Because the players that I was trying to, when I took over, um, not so much Ilford, because I didn't really have too much to do with the player recruitment at Ilford. That was mostly Fenny. Mm. Um, when I went to Epping, it was hard to, it, it was hard to attract because most of my contacts were players at the level I played. Mm. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? I couldn't I couldn't attract them to the club because they'd want five hundred quid a week yeah. to play them. But because of because of my season at Ilford, um, and because Alan was no longer at Ilford, I, I sort of had the pick of that pool of players. You know? Yeah. So I, so that made it a lot easier uh, going into Ilford, and then the networking on Twitter and social media, I signed a lot of players from. And just talking and chatting to players on that. What, what do you think the main differences are between the level you're at now and say, well, out my level, levels above mine that you played at? What would you say the main differences are? It's, it's a total different world, mate. It's like Sunday morning our level. Yeah? It's, it's a joke. It's um, not the level now. Probably not the level now. The, the Prem's are a lot better. But Division 4, was, it, was, it was ridiculous, mate. We're playing on, we're beating teams 19-0 and it's ridiculous you're playing against um, the teams that, some of the teams had their secretary in goal and they'll be like mate come on just whereas one team we beat one, when we beat a team 9-0 like, we had to take a bow off we just, I, went, I thought like come on let's just play with 10 it was <laughs> did, did you find that hard to get motivated uh, no you know why because I like winning I yeah. like winning, so I just I, I loved it. To be fair, I loved mm. it. I enjoyed the ride, but um, when you when you're losing at that level, it's rubbish because you think, "Fuck me, I must be proper shit." Really. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, I agree we lost the game away to a team that I probably if I played if I played at my weight now, I probably would have scored a couple, and we lost like three one. And our, our, our centre forwards putting it behind door that day, and that's in, you know, I was in some of the, some of the games, yeah, some of the games were, it was embarrassing. Right, last thing for me to you, Bill, is um, you've touched up, up on it a little bit. Now, again, from an outside perspective, I would say that you're someone who has um, probably turned down a few off offers at higher higher clubs um probably for the same reasons that i have in the past um but what is what is your ultimate ambition mate well what is what is next for you obviously i know you're you're happy at bishop stalford i'm assuming they're a club that potentially may want to progress into step six if facilities become available or something like that i won't go too much into detail on that because i'd rather just talk about you personally is it a case of you want to get Swifts to that next level or is it a case more of like, well, if an opportunity comes up that you feel that it's right for you, you'll take it. I'll probably lose a few followers after this comment because they've probably got me projected up here 
and I'm re in reality I'm somewhere down here because I've not I've never had, I've not had any offers from anyone um, in the leagues above. I was close I was close to joining. Um, I can say the I can say the name of the club because I don't give a fuck. Basildon Basildon United. Um, I had a good chat with Lee once, and that was quite close. Just before Alex Salmon went there, and uh, that was pretty close. Um, but no, I've, no, I've not had an offer from any teams above. I let you know Monday, he was like, oh, pronounce Alex. Listen, with you two, I can tell that you love what you do. You love managing, yeah? you love football. And, and it's probably a really strange thing for me to say, and probably, probably not a lot of people are going to understand it. But I don't love football. I don't love it. I don't, I'm not in love with football. I can't watch it. I I watch a game if Arsenal's on, but I won't watch. I won't watch football like you probably watch all types of football. If there's any football on, you'll probably watch it, and mm. you probably know what happened in the World Cup um, years ago. And I'd not. So if I if I um, I could walk, I could probably walk away from football tonight, tomorrow, and not miss it. And not, you know, I'd miss the banter in the change rooms and things like that. But I wouldn't. Um, I, I could easily do that. I could easily make that change. You know what I mean? And that probably shocked some people because yeah, that shocks me, mate. Yeah, and that shocks, and, shocks me. That's, that's shocks did you did you love football when you was playing? No. Or did <laughs> you do it just because you was good at it? Because I know so many players yeah, yeah, that hate that. football, but they're good at it. I had two. My, obviously, my dad, everyone's dad, tells them the same thing that if, if you love, I had two people say it. So Alan Devonshire was one. My dad was the other one. I said, if you love football, you would be a professional footballer, but you don't. So you just you just do enough because you know you're good enough. You go and do enough. You go home. That's it. Till the next game, and um, and that's it. I don't know what it is. I really don't want to. I don't know if it's my family that I've got now. Don't really like football. My son don't play football. He's a rugby man and an IT man. Um, you know, I just there's not football on. There's not football on all the time in my house. You're not around it twenty four seven sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. Um, Whereas I'm sitting here in a PSG jacket. I've, I've just looked in the background. I've got a scorpion no, lizard. No, the middle. No, the middle. No, I've, not got, I've got one medal left from my career. Every single medal I've got, I gave away. So, like, I volunteer at the Brett, club. Brett's got his clubman of the year for the under 12 whites. <laughs> in the crowd. I've, got, I've got no. One thing I haven't got there isn't any management ones. They're literally just like top scorer under eight playing for like Villarity Colts. Nothing at all. Oh, no, 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 that's a lie. That's a lie. I've won uh, three Brentwood <laughs> Sunday leagues, um, one undefeated season, and about three Brentwood Sunday Cups and the Essex Sunday Fair Cup play. as well. So, and I did win the final nut last year. I don't know if I told it, it right, but it got boiled. So. With regards to going back to, sorry, with regards to um, Stortford, obviously, I, I love it, Stortford. I love being there. Um, it's, a, it's a lovely club, like you said before. Martin and Stephen are really good people. Um, I think it's a, yeah, it's an unbelievable Great pitch. pitch. They've backed me with anything, you know, they've backed me ever, ever since I've been at the club. And um, I'll be there as long as they want me to be there. I w I'm not these. I'm not one of these people that would, um, you know, someone in the Essex Senior League comes in for me and, and I'll go see you later. Yeah, I won't. I won't uh, it'll be, if I, if yeah. I, I've obviously, I'd tell Martin first, if a job came up that was appealing to me, then yeah, I'd, 
obviously I'd, I'd, I'd apply for it, but I'm not. I haven't got this mad ambition to go and be a football league. Yeah, that's right, but you, you, it goes back to what you just said, doesn't it? That you've not got that driving hunger yeah. to push up and do it all the yeah. time. Where for yeah. me, if I'm honest, it's all I want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can tell. Do you know what I mean? And, and yeah. I, I love it, and I, I I just want to push. I'm so ambitious in, in what I'm trying to do. And where with yourself, you're, you're happy with what you're doing, you're content. Yeah. And everyone, and this goes back to everything we've said. Everyone's got their own reasons of why they're doing stuff. Yeah. And as long as you're true to yourself and do what's best for you, that's all you can do. Yeah. And you know what? Is well, I think it helps me not actually give a fuck, and that's why I say what I want. Because mm. <laughs> I don't care if they want to. If I if I if I think our league has been about as handled this situation shit. Um, I don't at the moment because they haven't said it one way or another. So they've had, they've had to do what they've got to do. But I'll openly say that I think you've handled it shit, and I think you. you know, and if they wanted me, if they want to ban me from being in their league, then ta-ta. Do you know what I mean? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be like, oh, I don't. Yeah, not shit on eggshells for the sake of it. Yes, yeah, so, and and I've got. I've probably got. I've got a few years on all of you, all three of you. Um, and and another factor is I've got made redundant in October. So at the moment, I'm sort of in between jobs and I'm applying for jobs. So my next job role is going to have a massive... Uh, yeah, it might mean you can't do it at all. Yeah, I might not even be able to know. I might, because the way the, way, the way the world's going, it's like more, more companies are leaning towards seven days a week. Um, so if I have to work on a Saturday, then I'm going to have to have an awkward conversation. And, you know. But what I will do, I've, what, I, what I have done, is I've, I've built a management team that if I do leave, I would want them to stay and they'd have my blessing to stay and I think that there would be no if Martin and Steve obviously yeah. wanted them, you know what I mean? They're not I'm not gonna say like they're these they have these, but mm-hmm. they would be a, they'd be in fantastic shape and fantastic hands if I could leave. Right. That's interesting, mate. I've got stuff there. Yeah. Cool. I suppose um the same same questions you then, Dan, really, is what's what sort of what's your ambitions going forward? Obviously I know that again you're fairly you know, a fairly young manager, manager, and only had a, you know, one or two jobs of um, of note. Like I know he was at Hutton, and then obviously we've gone you're now at Springfield. Um, what's obviously I know that you you're really content there, but what's the ambition for what's the ambition for Springfield first? Are they there was a period where they were you know top dogs in the Olympian League. They were top dogs when I was playing uh, for a couple of years under uh, Batchford. And I thought that they were going to try and go up. Um, are they are they looking to potentially go up, or is it a case of they are what they are, sort of thing? They're happy where they are. No, no. When I when I took the job, <laughs> I was at Rayleigh. Obviously, worked, left Rayleigh, went to Springfield. <laughs> Meetsy, uh, Meetsy rang me up, messaged me. And then, uh, so yeah, he gave me an opportunity when I was, and then he said, uh, he just said, look, we want to push up. And, we, and that's exactly what I push up with, with a club. Um, and yeah, he's like, that. like anything that I've won, we, we are, we are looking at a ground share to push up next year. So yeah, they, they do want to, they do want to, where they, to where, do you know what I mean? And they didn't go up. I think it was disappointing for Batch, it was disappointing for the players that was there. You know, when you do in that league and you finish top 
and you don't go up and you stay in that league, it must be so disappointing. Like, yeah, bro, how was it like, mate? Know what I mean? Yeah, it's really disappointing. And, you know, you know, it's not like you're as critical of me or anything, Dan. So, yeah, it was really disappointing. <laughs> no, but to be fair, what I would say is, on that front, though, Dan, is I think with Batch, he took them as far as they could go, didn't he? So, with your situation is, um, if they're saying that they I think you might have to come in the top four, do you have to, to apply? I'm not sure if that is the criteria, but... When we were applying to go up, they said that we'd have to come in the top four. Um, but yeah, for you, year, for yeah. you personally, if if they if they turned around to you tomorrow, for example, and said we are, we're not interested in getting promoted, we can't do it. The ground's not good enough. We're, we're happy where we are. Would you then say to yourself that well, I I, I do want to kick on, or are you a bit similar to Billion in the in the in the sense where you're not really that fussed? No, I, I am fucked. I am fucked. I do want to move on, and I want to move up with a club. I want to Springfield if I didn't, if they never said that. Do you know what I mean? So say that they want to go up. So that's that's. But they wouldn't. They wouldn't come back and say that anyway. I know they wouldn't. So 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 if you, let's just say, for example, you do get to in, in the top four, you expect that Springfield will be private. Yeah, I'm hoping so. Yeah, definitely, 100%. And what's the situation at Swift, Bill? Would they would, would they consider that, or we're in the process of having a new new grand build. Um, it was hopefully going to be ready this oh, summer, right, okay. but obviously because of the pandemic, I think it might have stopped. But there's a step five grand ready. Um, in the, it's all the, it's all been agreed. The architectures, all the architectural sheets, and all Lovely. that. It's literally five minutes around the corner from where we play now, and it's it's, it's going to be amazing. So their, yeah, their their aim is to is to go up to push on to at least step five. That's good because that's, that's one thing you've got to want as a manager, cool. and you've okay. got to want to have the, the team behind you back in what you're doing. Because if not, yeah, that's one of the reasons when I first went over there. When I first went over there to speak to him, um, it was all a bit of a shambles. I went to Swifts, yeah. and, and, and you know because he went, the guy Stuart went to FN and uh, he and. This is a, I like this podcast because we can say what we want. But he thought I snaked him out. He thinks I went behind his back and all that. And it's funny that we've got Dan on the show tonight <laughs> because this is funny story, right? So I left Epping. When I left Epping, oh, he's gone now. Look, he's, he's shit himself. <laughs> <laughs> he's still there. He's still there. <laughs> he's like, he's like no. <laughs> so um, me and Dan chat. When I left Epping, me and Dan had a chat and. And he offered me the chance to come and help him at, at Springfield, or just come and just, you know, do a man and whatever, and just stay involved. So I, um, I said to him, oh, I don't really know. I might have a couple of weeks off and see what I want to do, and but I'll come and watch your next game. <laughs> and this is just God's honest truth. I swear, to, I swear on my kids' life. I said I'll come and watch your next game. So he's like, all right. So from after from between that conversation and his next game, someone at Swifts had been in touch with me, asking if I'd go there if the manager if the manager didn't last so I said yeah I probably would actually funny you should say that I'm going to watch Springfield on Saturday and they're playing Swifts so I'll go and have a look I'll watch I'll kill two birds with one stone so I've got there and like the management team must have known like 
Billy Cove just left that bin. We've got them in the league. We ain't one for 13 games. This cunt's after my job. So, leave alone. And it was, it was proper. It was standard. I'd, I'd only gone to that game to see Dan. And it was just, it was such a coincidence that they were playing Swiss. And, uh, and then, and that night, their management, they lost, obviously. Their management team got sacked. And I was, I was the manager on the Monday. <laughs> but to this day, I've never actually told that story. And you had your management team What's with that? you as well. What's that? You said you had your management team with you watching. Yeah, I did actually. Yeah, you know, I have asked. <laughs> <laughs> I have asked. <laughs> <laughs> Come into this, yeah? And you had all your management team watching. <laughs> Oh, it's mad. It was mental, but it's, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, uh, yeah, we all thought it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't. Oh, Bill, you cracked me up. It could only happen to you, though, Bill. <laughs> that wouldn't happen to anyone else. There's <laughs> just one coincidence after another that day, mate. That old chestnut, that old chestnut. <laughs> no, boys, that's, that's been brilliant. We're... we're getting up to the hour mark now we don't want to ramble on too long people get bored of our voices enough um no, i just want to say thanks for coming on and, and being so oh, honest and you. talking about talking about everything well just be- just before we wrap it up we normally just do this thing uh, not many people reply but uh adam did to be fair we was on for another hour but we'll ask it but if, if there's any yeah, questions you that you want to ask us does. watch yourself <laughs> anything, this is look at the smile this on is, this is your chance really that, yeah. but no, you know what? I just it's you probably it's opened your eyes probably a bit more to me, me coming on this. And I appreciate I appreciate you inviting 100%. me on um, because obviously when I do the obviously I do the podcast myself and I would like you to come on eventually to speak about you know sort of I've answered and asked some questions. I've, the only thing I would say that is to you, Dale, as well is what obviously you we you came into that Essex Senior League at Oldbridge. Um, like you say, that night, it weren't great. It wasn't mm. amazing me for, for me to look at your side then and to what you achieved the following season and to where you are now. How, how have you done that? Luck. <laughs> Here he is. Money. Is yeah, I'm paying, a, I'm paying like four grand a week in the senior <laughs> league, mate. That's how I did it. Well, I thought I was doing an F in Division 4, didn't you? <laughs> Do you know what? And, and I say it all the time. We just... <laughs> We just created an environment because we didn't pay. I know it's hard to believe, but we didn't pay a penny in the senior league. And we and we sat there. Me and James were like, "Well, how are we going to attract a good standard of player if most of our rivals are paying and we're not?" Um, yeah. So we just we got in a very good coaching staff. We recruited extremely well. Like we took we took players from levels below. So, for example, we took a couple from Manford Way. Um, we took a couple from from like the, the other teams around that level, uh, and we just created an environment where people can enjoy their football. And we got very, very lucky with the bond that they created in such a short space of time. So, it got to I think we we drew our first game with Bark inside um, when we should have lost, if I'm honest. And then after that, we, we went about ten. I think it's about ten wins in a row. And, and there was one week where we, we played Takely twice in a week. We played on the Saturday and then the Tuesday. And we beat him on the Saturday in the league, 1-0. And then we sent basically took everyone that hadn't played on the Tuesday and we beat him again. 
And on the way home, me and James were like, we've got some squad here to go and do that to Takeley twice in a week. And at the time, for us and for me, Takeley were like the standard bearers as if you're going to get in the yeah. top five or not. Yeah. If you're going to be able to compete at the top end of the table, you had to be able to beat Takeley. They were they were like the, the gatekeeper to to the top to the top teams and and when we did that we thought oh we've got a real good team here uh, and the main thing for me was I feel we recruited very well at the right times for example when we bought Joe Skills in someone who's been there done it he's won the senior league three or four times we got him in at the perfect time and the funny thing about Joe is Joe Joe was brought in I I said yeah you can come and train mate that was it. I didn't say anything about signing him. Ended up he was an absolute vital part for us. And and then we, we've got George Whitby in, who just went up the year before with Basildon. And so they knew how to get us over the line. And then when it comes into the last couple of months of the season, when we added Yemi Adelani, who was one of the top goal scorers in the league at the time, we added Matt Baxter, who we took from two that I had with uh, Greys in the in the Ishmael Prem. And then we had Tim Monshiju, who we got from Wingate and Finchley, two leagues above. That extra little bit of quality just got us over the line. But it come down to the recruitment. Recruitment on and off the pitch. My recruitment off the pitch was I put together the best backroom staff in the league. And I knew that. And even when I was banned for such a certain amount of time, I think I missed about eight games, three bans. I knew they'd be fine because of the backroom staff we put in place. And then we just made sure we added the right ingredients at the right time um, to, to freshen it up, keep everyone on their toes, and make sure they they knew what was expected that their their positions were under threat if they weren't performing, and and we just had such a determined group of players that I knew the day we drew with Stansted. It's funny because I had this conversation with Pitsy last night. The day we drew with Stansted, I knew we'd won the league because the, we we went there. We got a goalkeeper sent off after 20 minutes, and we drew the game. Mm-hmm. And I just thought these boys don't know how to lose. And then after that, I think we. We lost one game in the running, um, which was about six or seven games. We lost one, but won the rest. They ju- they just weren't going to be denied. So it's yeah, it, it was a big turnaround because that team that come to play you at, at your place that first game, we was horrendous. Yeah, yeah. absolutely horrendous. But it's all around recruitment. If you if you you don't care how good you are as a manager, if you haven't got the right people wrapped around you on your yeah. in your dugout or on the pitch, you're fighting a losing battle. And this is why I really wanted to get, get into you two about the whole dual reg stuff. Because me as a manager, I want my, the best players possible representing my team on the pitch. Yeah. I don't care if you're playing for me for one game, for three games, it doesn't matter. Uh, like We had the chance, we, and we was very close to getting a couple of players in towards the end of the senior league season that have only been able to play midweek games. But we was going to do it because we, we wanted them in to give us the best chance of winning the league. But no, that yeah. So that weren't anything amazing, Bill. It just we put together yeah. a real good group of players and staff, and yeah. and the club and the ball and the committee. Everything just went right. If that makes sense, it was all yeah. right place, right time. I know that there was a there was a question on Twitter earlier, wasn't there, from that league by a fan? Um, yeah. If you had to sign a player from two leagues above, but the manager said he had to play every week, would you sign him? Yeah, do you know what? For me, on that one, I actually had that. I had that last year. So, in a roundabout way, we with George Marsh, the goalkeeper, Conkle basically said, well, if he comes back to you, he's got to play. And I said, don't really work like that, mate. 
Yeah. I said, like, no, he's, I love George Bits. He's an unbelievable goalkeeper. But if he's thrown free in his own net on yeah. the Saturday, I'm not playing him the Tuesday. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so for yeah. me, that's, that's a difficult one. For me, that depends what level you're at. Yeah. For me, I wouldn't do it. But if I was at your level, for example, I probably would. Yeah. Because you can't pass up on that bit of quality. Yeah. All right, and to you, Brett, um, what's your favourite medal in that cabinet blind <laughs> I was hoping you'd ask this. Um, Can we see it, please? <laughs> I've got this ain't a medal, but this is a puzzle that I got for Christmas a couple of years ago. This is the Calderon, the Atletico Madrid. So it took me about a year to make. Wow. That's that's one of my favourite things about the room. Um, I feel like I'm a, on that. What's that through the keyhole? That David Dickinson or whatever it is. This is actually my favourite. This is my favourite trophy, right? <laughs> of the style it is. And Pitsy gave me that at Hannikin's. Goal of the season. I actually scored outside the box, which is about the first time ever. And that's my favourite uh, trophy. And thanks for everyone for coming. Brilliant. I'm glad that I asked you that because Hannikin's is a team. I couldn't remember the name of the side. That's the team. That's who I, what I was trying to emulate at Epping. What Hannikin's yeah. done. I mean, they're. they're, they're to be honest, I think we're quite similar to, on on that front in terms you, of our. I knew Fitz was, was there. I didn't know you was there. Yeah, so I, I was there. To be fair, you'll know this. When I was a player, I was a little bit of a traveller. Um, I went to Hannikins, left Hannikins, went back. I think I went back three times with Pitsy. Um But I was a little. Oh, to be fair, I was quite young at the time and. Went, didn't they have Jules Lyon? Yeah, so yeah, there was obviously me, Geo, Swifty, LZ. And we're all still we're all still really good mates now. So I'm really good mates with LZ. Obviously, LZ come to uh, to Enzyme. But what they had at that in their team, because the fact that the Marys and he won't mind me saying this, they weren't a very good side. Like they what they wasn't. They weren't a team where you look at and go, they're easy on the eye, they're full of individual quality, they've got loads of pace, blah, blah. And what they were, they were all Best mates, they were all massive, the biggest side you'll ever see against, and they played to their strengths, and they would never give up. And when you played against them, it was hell. And I, I, I was, I say lucky, but when I first took over Enzyme, we played Hannikins obviously early on, and to say the styles of football clashed was unbelievable. I think we played them over their place, had ninety-eight percent possession. They beat us three 0 just by kicking us off the pitch, and it was like. It was like a massive, massive reality call for me, thinking I can't, I can't possibly play like this in this league. And I was a bit arrogant to the fact that one of the reasons why I left Anakin's, me and Pitsy, we got on so well. But in terms of clashes, in terms of how we see football, it was just unbelievable. And what I would say is now, now I'm more that way than I am what I was when I first took over management, I now completely fully get, fully get it. I would pick runners over players all day long. I'd pick attitude over ability all day long. But when I first started, I was all about this modern brand of football, thinking I could pass out from the back, possession, possession. And we still do try. We are. I'd like to think that we're known to be an attractive side. But when I first go and watch a player or someone comes in you know, for training and stuff, I don't look at that anymore. That comes second or third. And I, and that is down to Pitsy. Someone asked me the other day, like, who's the 
and I played for a few managers. And they said, who's the best manager you've ever played for? I said, well, at the time, I've never thought I'd ever say this, but Pitsy's the one who's had the most influence yeah. on the way I do things now. He's, he's, his character, the way he is with his players in terms of on and off the pitch, he's got this incredible balance of being your best mate, but can also give you an absolute bollocking at half time and drop you in a, you know, whenever he, you know, wherever he feels like it. And yeah. wherever he goes, wherever he goes, he will be successful because of there'll always be an hard game there. Always, you'll know exactly what you're going to get. And it's mad because if someone speaks about Pitsy, you'd be like, he's absolutely mental. The geezer's absolutely mental, but it works. It yeah, just I've, works. Well, I've got loads of time for Pitsy because me, me and Pitsy used to have so much banter during that senior league season where it was us against them, really. Like, for example, they they won the cup final and on the coach on the way for the cup final, they're all FaceTiming me, giving me banter on the way home from the, the coach or they they went for a day at the races or something like that. They're yeah, all FaceTiming We used to... We used and to turn up at training on a Wednesday night. Real good bloke, got so much time for Pitsy. We, we used to turn up at training on a Wednesday night with Pitsy over over the road, just literally where I live. And he wouldn't take, he didn't have a coach. There was times where even when he weren't there, they would say like, oh, look, we'll let uh, Brett do it or whatever. He'd say, no, no, no. And he would send in a fitness instructor. He's a South African guy. And we wouldn't see a football. And he'd make us run up hills and doing assault courses. And then... In the warm-ups, he might turn up again and we'd be doing exactly the same thing. We'd be absolutely knackered before the game. But we were fit and he was just like, he was adamant. He was so, he believed in it so much. It just it just works. Like, we'd go, we'd turn up. This is, look, this is, I don't know what he's like at Stansted, but he well, wouldn't even be that bothered if we didn't have a warm-up. He, he, he wouldn't care if we didn't have a warm-up. It's brilliant what he's achieved there at Stansted. The way he's oh, got I think he's done a brilliant job. He's done yeah. a brilliant job. I'm, I'm quite close with a few of the players there. Like Billy Coyne is a very a good friend of mine, and and they say the same things about him. That he's just like he's just one of the nicest blokes they've met. Oh. And, and all they do is drink San Miguel. But no, they, 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 he will be he will be in that bar. Three bells. I'm similar on this level. <laughs> I'm similar to this. He what I always said. I said this to Darren a couple of weeks ago with Pitsy, and I've, I've sort of learned it off Pitsy. I'll, you know, I'm not ashamed to say it. In football, they say don't get too high off the highs and don't get too low off the lows. Where yeah. we don't do that. Like if we win, we're letting everyone know about it, and if we lose, we're going to cry and it's going to ruin our weekend. And Pitsy's exactly the same. He will go in that bar after a win, and he will stay there until it shuts, and you'll have to drag him out. And to be fair, he's the same if they lose. If they lose, he'll go in the bar, and he'll drag his sorrows all night, and he'll just be prattling around, trying to cheer people up. But, you know, he's just... He's crazy. I can't wait to get him on, to be honest. It's going to be hilarious. Yeah, he's a good, good bloke, PC. Yeah, he's good. Any questions from you, Brad, for us? If, listen, you've had two... two... Uh, League season, yeah. If you don't, if you don't go up next year, get promoted. What comes in for you? Would uh, um, that's a good question, Dan. Cheers, for that Dan. Um, <laughs> listen, I, I, look, that, I've, listen never, I've never. That's good. That's this is going to affect your players. Yeah. You've said you've said yeah that you've you got them together again, yeah. You said you got. 
year, it's going to be going to. Be. So you want to do it with White Ends on? I want to do it at Springfield, right? If you, would you, if someone else comes in for you, would you go? Well, uh, look, I think the, the, the question is, would, again. Would, would, would I deserve to go? Because the way I look at it is, if if I don't get promoted, then I don't deserve to be I don't deserve to be playing at playing uh, managing at that level. Now, yes, there's arguments that the fact is that we would have been promoted the first year, and the likelihood is we would have been promoted this year as well. And I have turned down a few offers and stuff, but it would be, it doesn't matter if I won the league or I come tenth in the league. It, it would depend on what club and what level had come in. I wouldn't if a certain club come in tomorrow. I wouldn't necessarily turn it down if it was the right if it was the right move. If it was something that I couldn't say no to at the moment, since I've been at Enzyme and there has been a number of offers to come, you know, for me, but. I've not even come close. I'll be honest. I've not really even come close to leaving. Maybe once I sort of decided to have a proper conversation. There's been times for another job. Uh, yeah. There's 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 one or two. Not in the Essex Senior League. I wouldn't. Not in the Essex Senior League. Uh, the one above. There's one job that I would apply for. I think there's a couple. There's one that you did apply for, wouldn't there? Would you? There's one I did apply for. If it comes up again, I'll... if there's one, if it comes up again, then I'll apply. My job done. <laughs> no, I. There's one. There's one. There's one job in the. When you went when you quit for twenty minutes, you applied. No way. And I and I sent in the screenshot. You sent me an email as well. No, no. The only. Uh, the only job, and I've told the boys this, the only job that I've active, you know, I've, I would sit here and say that I went for was the uh, was the Haybridge job um, last year. That's the only job that I, I've ever applied for properly. I mean, I've had talks with a few other clubs, um, but I see Enzyme as an Essex senior club, and it would have to be something really good for me to go. Um, yeah. And I don't want to go... Under these circumstances, I want I want us to get where we need to be. When I first took over, I said that I want to get uh, Enzyme in the Essex Senior League, and through pandemic or not, we're 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 not there. So I'm open to things, but it would have to be something. It would have to be something that I couldn't turn down. So makes sense, mate. You're an ambitious bloke, so you want to go as high as you can, don't you? Well, I know Enzyme's not. I'm not going to be at Enzyme forever, but I'm 29. I don't down. need to rush. My yeah, my me. players are all my um, best mates, and I mean that like literally my best mates. Like there ain't no, I go out on a Saturday with with all them. I go out on a Friday midweek. If I go out for dinner, the chances are they're going to play for Enzyme. We've become really good mates. I absolutely love them to bits. They've been very, very, very loyal to me, um, and I think they'll continue to do so. Even though a few of them could and maybe should play a little bit higher. But as long as long as Enzyme is saying that they want to keep progressing and they can keep giving me what I want, I just don't see the need to be yeah, Luke, looking. Luke Woodward, Luke Woodward told me. Sorry, that one. Luke Woodward told him how close you are. All oh, right, okay. Sorry, mate. Yeah, no. Luke Woodward told me he said it's like a spe- it's 
it's a different like bond that you've got over there, like all the club nights that you do, presentations. It's it's, it's incredible. It's 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 complete it is, luck. He said it is different. It's complete luck. It's, we've just brilliant. He loves it over there. Got characters. We've we've just got lucky, really. Like I've I've got to be honest. I've been very very ruthless. The mo- the moment that I felt that someone had, you know, crossed the line with something, or I felt that their attitude wasn't right, we've we've cut them quite quickly. Um, and the, the the togetherness, like it, it, in my opinion, togetherness is even more than what it was at Hannikins, uh, mainly because everyone's at that similar age group. Like everyone's got that similar interest, and it just everyone's got the same ambition as well. The boys, they're all like me. They want to get enzymes at next level. There's been offers for boys, and it's just like, well, I can go and earn fifty quid extra, fifty quid a week playing Essex Senior League, but. Why would I, you know, if I, if you've already got, if you don't need the income and you know you're playing for a club that can give you what you want and more in terms of a social side of things, I, I wish, I wish when I was a player, I had what they've got. What On the top of your I wish, mate. On many things, but I'm not that. <laughs> I wish asked, I was. You asked me, Dan. Um, yeah, I, I want to go as high as I possibly can, mate. Might sound ridiculous, but I want to do this full time if I possibly can. So, so yeah, I would. Um, Previous, I have had offers. Um, I agreed to meet someone from the league above, and then two hours later, they announced a new manager. So that didn't happen. Although I don't know if I was actually interested in that. Um, I've had brief chats with a couple of uh, of National League South clubs, but nothing to write home about. But but no, I, I would if it was the right job. At the end of the day, it's, it's, it's one of them things. I love Holbridge. Done a lot with Holbridge. Hopefully, we can progress with Holbridge. But if the right the right job come up at the right club, and it would have to be the right club, then I would I would con- consider talking to them. Um, but but until then, it's, it's what can we achieve at Holbridge, and how, how far can we go? Man United nearly scored, then or what? <laughs> no, Palace nearly scored. I need to put my fist through the screen. <laughs> Uh, on that note, we're going to lose Brett now because United are on. Yeah. Chaps, thank Thanks you very, very, very much. Really, no, really, top, top lad, really, really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Really and, uh, and, uh, I'm gonna... good luck. Good luck with the rest of the season if it continues. No, cheers, Up boys. the Swift. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 really appreciate it, Chaps. Really appreciate it. Well done. Thank you, boys. Cheers. cheers. Just want to say a huge thank you to our sponsors, Regal Exchange. These guys are the number one choice for buying and selling any of your luxury items. They're constantly looking out for the best assets out there. So if you're wanting to sell or buy, get in contact with these guys now with all their social media links here.